that's that's how we're going today. Let's let's go. Exactly. I mean, you know, sometimes they're just like I like pods that like they're just already talking about something. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And it's exactly. Like, like this one started. Right? Yeah. So like a couple seconds ago, I yeah. was, you know, watching. <laughs> <laughs> so I was watching uh, that girl, and I forgot her la- her first name, but it was like Gold is her last name. She has that YouTube channel. She was reviewing uh, Terminator Two Judgment Day. You gotcha. Know? James Cameron, and that's a perfect movie, man. Perfect. There's all the buckets. All the buckets of popcorn, man. And, like, the big twist, and, like, I've seen that movie, like, a million times, right? Yeah. We had it on VHS. One of the only movies we had on VHS, so I watched mm. it a million times. And I'm a child watching this movie in the early 90s, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so she's watching it for the first time. And the scene when uh, the Terminator and the T-1000... T-800 and the T-1000, like, meet up in the hall mm. with John Connor in the middle. Right. She's like, who's going to save him? Who's going to try to kill him, right? Yeah, and yeah. And she thinks the cop, the T-1000, is the one who's trying to, like, save him like it was in the original movie. Right, right. And she's like, what the beep, right? <laughs> like, this This is, like, one of the biggest twists in movie history of all time. So she watches them for the first time? For the first time. Interesting. Dude. Great. That is a good, that's such a good aspect though for those for those movies around that time because there's some good ones that came out that <laughs> so were good man that were mixing a bunch of genres at that point right yeah dude shout out to uh, Natalie Gold if nice. you have not checked Natalie out Gold. her uh, YouTube channel I highly recommend she watches movies first time and yeah her most recent movie is the first Avatar movie she has never seen it before she just watched it hmm. so. Uh, Interesting. Highly recommend, man. All right, brother. Um, what you saw a movie yesterday? I did. I went. Why did you do this? Oh uh, well. Was this I your actually, idea? Actually, my wife just was like, "Hey, let's go see Megan next weekend," or whenever it was at the beginning of the week, and I was like, "Okay." She's like, "We're going Saturday." I was like, "Let's go." That's fine. So I went and saw Megan, and, you know, it was kind of, uh, I don't want to say, I guess I'll say kind of corny, but in a humorous way. It was like a funny, creepy movie, um, like a mix of Terminator and Chucky. That's the vibe. Yeah. That's definitely the vibe. Okay. Uh, but I tell you, there were more people like laughing in the theater than there were like anybody like scared at any point in the movie. Okay, well that's that's good. Uh, it's super creepy. We'll we'll throw that out there, but they probably get like a two buckets of popcorn at the end of the day. I could have not ever watched this movie; been perfectly fine, but I watched it, and it's whatever. So I'm on I'm on the Wikipedia page. It says the film received large. I'm not gonna go see this movie. I probably yeah. like catch it. Yeah, when it's around. I got yeah. Uh, the film receives large positive reviews from critics who praise it at its campy blend of horror and humor, as well as all the satirical elements and cast performances. So I guess campy would have been the more better word than than corny. It's already made its budget back. Yeah, plus three and a half million more. Well, it's it's because you want to see. Most people just want to see it to be like. 
Yeah, it's what one is of those this creepy? Shock yeah, value, right. Like that's one of the reasons we went. And when we left, it was just uh, it's like all right. We saw the movie. It was all right. I can come back for a second time. But. Fast and the Furious Seven director uh, slash Aquaman director James Wan uh, wrote the story, mm-hmm. so he's you know definitely a good writer. All right, well, um, and how was Allison Williams in it? The uh, Gemma. Uh, I'm, I'm a I big, mean, everybody I'm a big fan. was everybody held their own in the movie. Okay, uh, there was never really any. Any downsides to the actors gotcha. themselves? You know the the characters may have got a little little weird at, towards the end of the movie, but that seems to be the turn most of the time, right? Like it's the story carries out, and then all of a sudden there's just moment where you really move away from the reality quotation marks, yeah, of the movie. That's kind of what happened at the end, but it was definitely Terminator. Chucky doll combined situation. Like the first Terminator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're and the first Chucky. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I will I will let this one sit on the shelf. Yeah, check it out when it comes around, but don't don't hurt yourself over it. Good deal, man. Um this is why I don't play with dolls. Yeah. For this exact super reason. Creepy, <laughs> super creepy dolls. Um uh, also, The Walking Dead season eleven hit Netflix. Oh, if you're all caught up, yeah, I'm definitely all <laughs> caught up on that it, at all. Yeah, I got yes. you. Yeah, yeah. Seen every episode. So that's man. the fi- final season of The Walking Dead, but we get a couple spinoffs off of it. Of uh, Daryl and Carol and Maggie and Negan. I liked how how Negan in season seven. Uh, fired off that nuke, yeah, and you know killed half the population <laughs> of uh, Pittsburgh. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm all caught up. Dude. I got you. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect review of that. <laughs> exactly <laughs> what's going on. No, that's like I said before. That's one of those I have to watch. Um, you, but here's the thing, man. I, I'm not like like we like we discussed it before. Like I'm not interested in uh people to people drama week after week, and then just like. Oh, you know what? You slept with my mom, and then they shoot a zombie like on the left or whatever. That's actually my my stage stage right, stage guys. Right. I'm stage sorry. Right. Um, you know, I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in like how they're going to legit survive. Clearly, it's very popular. I just missed the bandwagon. I missed yeah, the yeah. train, man. Yeah, yeah. And I don't yeah, know we, if I can jump back <laughs> on, man. Yeah, we started. We probably jumped on season two. See. I think it's when we when we. Jumped on, and I honestly don't remember where we started watching it at. I assume it was like Sunday nights is when we started watching. Those are, that's the Walking Dead night, man. Yeah, um, you go to you wake up, you go to church, come home, you know, yeah. watch watch football that night. Well, I got about half Dead. halfway through season eleven. I got to finish the rest up. All right, this week sometime. Watch anything good this weekend? Uh our movie of the week. Same. I was going to watch Smile, but I've been hesitant. Okay. Because I don't hear good things, but I need to watch it anyway. Right. So I might get it done at some point in time this upcoming week and let you know. I'll, I'll report back. Report back? If, if it happens, man. But no. Um, is, that, is that on Amazon right now? Is that where that one was at? 
Paramount Showtime. You know, yeah, I have one every of, streaming yeah, thing yeah, on yeah. the planet, so just pick one. It's probably there. Yeah, you yeah. know, that's the thing with the, the YouTube. I just kind of, not the YouTube, the Apple, Apple TV, right? I just kind of go, do, 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 and it pulls up, and it just tells Takes me where, where to go, where I have it for free at before I, I have to pay for it there. Right. So, yeah. Um, no, I didn't watch yeah. anything good, man. Just have that. relaxed. Yeah. I did start the first Avatar. Nice. Um, started that, did not finish it. Got about, you know what? I like it when it's like his intro and when he becomes like, and yeah. he gets into the avatar. Um, then it starts kind of getting weird in that middle <laughs> there. It's still a perfect, beautiful movie, yeah, yeah. but for me, it kind of drags. So I kind of like turned it off and feels, I, was, I was putting feels, up the Christmas tree when I was doing it. Feels almost like a, at some point kind of a political statement. Oh, it is. You know, and that, I mean, you can watch a movie and that be part of the movie, but that's one where it's like, oh, James, we get it. James Cameron put out a flag and yeah, said, yeah. this is a political yeah, stance on exactly. the environment and the military exactly. and humans yeah, being yeah. assholes. Like, yeah, he yeah. legit did that. Yeah, that, that's very, <laughs> very right there in front. Which was, he did less in the second one. Yeah. That first one, that was the that was the political statement stamp of approval right there. <laughs> Obama was like, Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I'm Clyde Smith. And I'm Javier Villalba. On this week's episode, we're going to discuss the trails for 80 for Brady, Greenfield, and our Movie of the Week, Prisoner. Hey team, you too. We tell you about it every week. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Live reactions. Let's go. All right, team. We have 84 Brady. <laughs> uh, a group of friends uh, made it their lifelong mission to go to the Super Bowl and meet NFL superstar Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, this is directed by Kyle Marvin, written by Emily Halpern and Sarah Haskins. Starring the uh, great cast, actually. We have Sally Field, Rita Moreno, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, um, and a lot of other great supporting cast, a including bunch. himself. A bunch. Yep. Tom Brady. What are your thoughts about this trailer, brother? Uh, obviously, this is going to be funny. Oh, yeah. Um, you got a great cast and these ladies who have been in, in and out of Everything, yeah, for a while. So many different genres yeah. too. Yeah, and they they both they all can definitely handle. I mean, you see Sally Field and Jane Fonda. They've all done different, so many different things. There's no way they can't come together and make something great. Uh, and we get to see Tom Brady throw throw some footballs on the big screen. <laughs> uh, and Gronk, which is uh, fan, was it? What did you say? Fan fiction <laughs> erotica. Erotica. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's going to be funny. It's going to be a lot of slapstick stuff with these ladies and, and interacting with these uh, uh, personnel at the football, uh, yeah. at the Super Bowl, and fans tailgating. I mean, it, it can only be funny. It, I, don't, I don't see any other way about it. Yeah, man, this is going to be good. Um, 
one, we have a story about four friends, which um, being a big Entourage fan that I am, I'm always a sucker for that. Yeah. <laughs> but even even more, right, you uh, complete that with a once-in-a-lifetime trip to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? Not all of us are, are millionaires and have the ability to just, you know, be like Jay-Z and be at the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, each and every year, no matter where it is. So the fact that they are able to do this is a huge deal. And just the wild trip and time that they take the, the, the journey, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, they go with no tickets. They go with no tickets. No tickets. So they haven't bought tickets. <laughs> they're, they're just going on hopes and dreams that they'll figure it out. Uh, and I think that's where the... Kind of how I've been living my life for 35 years now, so almost that, 36. <laughs> that's, where the, that's where the story is going to pick up the funny is like yeah. those antics to figure out how they're going to get into there. Um, yeah, I'll check this one out. I don't know if I'll go sit in a movie theater for it, but I'll definitely check it whenever it uh, hits uh, the streaming service somewhere. Awesome. We've got 80 for Brady, guys. Uh, we're going to throw this on our socials. Let us know your thoughts. Are you a Tom Brady fan? The best thing about this was this was against the Atlanta Falcons where – Tom Brady was actually down at the half by a lot and came back and won big. So inspired by true stories here. So let us know your thoughts, team. All right, team. We have uh, Renfield, uh, Dracula's henchman, an inmate at the lunatic asylum. (laughs) That's literally what it says here. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. This is coming from Chris McKay, who gave us um, the Lego movie. Nice. Starring Nicolas Cage as Dracula, Nicolas Holt as Renfield, Aquafina mm-hmm. in there as well. That was pretty dope. Uh, we got Ben Schwartz in here. So a nice little group of group of people in this movie, man. Yeah. Uh, this is the type of movie, man, where you want to have a good time and you're going to have a good time. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, one... I think like the the writers and director was like, "Hey Nick Cage, we're not even gonna give you a script. <laughs> Just put this on yeah. your Dracula, okay? <laughs> yeah. And he's gonna it, deliver." I mean, I guess at that point it's more of a it's supposed to be more of a Nicholas Holt movie, yeah, than it is a Nick Cage movie, right? So maybe he won't have as much screen time, so he'll be able to do whatever he wants to. <laughs> Uh, so looking forward to that. Good, good Nick Cage movie is like one where you just have to accept it's Nick Cage. Yes, and just accept him as as he is. He might have a different name in the movie. Yeah, but he's Nick Cage yeah. playing Nick Cage, <laughs> being Nick Cage. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> written, starring, directed, yeah. produced, edited. Nick Cage. Yes, everything. So, <laughs> yeah. I like this type of flick, man. This is a trailer that brings me in and is like, yo, I have to see this toxic relationship, man. Yeah. I have to see how the many ways how Renfield tries to get out of this crazy relationship <laughs> uh, and the perils that he goes through each and every time, right? Yeah. It's like he, because you can tell that he hates what he's doing. <laughs> right. But continues to do it. Yeah. And doesn't know why. And we get another iteration of Dracula. Yeah. 
We see so many Draculas all the time. Yeah, we saw the sexy uh, one in the invitation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we get to that see... That was really uh, sexy, man. We get to see uh, funny and one of the creepier looking Draculas. Yeah. Like, he's not human at all from what I saw in the trailer. Yeah, he's... Uh, Does he have a human form or is he always creepy? That's a curious question for me. Well, we'll have to be in the theater to we'll, uh, see we, this, man. We'll be in the theater. When this, theater. When this drops, April 14, 2023, guys. So, And Ben Schwartz in there somewhere, so that's going to be good. Teddy Lobo. All right. <laughs> <laughs> guys, we're going to throw Renfield on our socials. This is a movie that are you excited about? Are you not? Do you enjoy uh, Nick Cage movies? Like the rest of us, it's kind of turn your brain off. Yeah, uh, Nicholas Holt, man, he's just he's still doing his thing. I love this kid, man. Fantastic. Yep. All right, brother, you ready to jump into this week's movie? Oh yeah! All right, team, we have Prisoners. Prisoners dropped in the good year of twenty thirteen. A few other flicks that dropped that year was Side Effects, American Hustle. Oblivion, Bad Words, give it up for Jason Bateman, mm. written and directed, I think mm. just directed actually, excuse me, Out of the Furnace, Runner Runner, a little Justin Timberlake action, Nice. Dallas Buyers Club, all right, all right, all right, <laughs> little Matthew McConaughey, and the movie where Joaquin Phoenix had sex with an artificial intelligence system, aka Aiken Nasiri, her. All right. You ever seen that? Don't think so. Dude, that was a wild movie. That's uh Sounds intense. It, it, yeah. And it was the Siri voice was um, Black Widow. What's her name? Scarlett Johansson. Charlotte, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> anyway, back to Prisoners, guys. Uh, Prisoners is directed by uh, the great uh, Denis Villeneuve. Always butcher your name, brother, and I'm Let's sorry. It. <clears throat> it is written by Aaron Guskowski. We had a forty-six million dollar budget. Box office brought in one hundred and twenty-two million. Excuse me, one hundred and twenty-two point one million. Starting this movie, we have Hugh Jackman as Keller Dover, Jake Gyllenhaal as Detective Loki, Viola Davis as Nancy Birch, Mario Bello as Grace Dover, Terrence Howard as Franklin Birch, Melissa Leo as Holly Jones, and Paul Dano as Alex Jones. Um, we have, uh, the rest of the cast here. I want them real quick. Uh, Dennis Christopher, Dylan Minette, Brad James, Zoe Soul, Aaron Gerasimovic, Tyler Drew Simmons, Wayne Duvall, Lynn Cario, David Desmalchian, and Jeff Pope. All right. Yeah. Really good cast here. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and give us that quick synopsis, player. So two families uh, in a neighboring community have their youngest daughters abducted at the same time. Keller Dover does whatever he needs to find them. He kidnaps and tortures Alex Jones in order to get the location and some kind of clues to find his daughters. All right, man. Let's go ahead and hop in here. Let's start off the top, man. Wolverine himself. Yes, sir. Hugh Jackman. Keller Dover. This guy is... Uh, family man. Yes. Um, we meet him. He's a hunter. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, he's carpenter. also a very he's a carpenter and a religious man as well. Yep. Um, and we meet him. I'm guessing the morning of Thanksgiving, where he's hunting with his kid. Yeah, his his boy, and they kill a deer, pray over it, whatever, and then they yeah. take it back to eat it for Thanksgiving meal or whatever. Um, I don't know about you, man, but I like. The Wolverine movies, this is like before Logan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is even before the Wolverine. I don't know what year that that came out. His, his solo movies, before his solo movies, is what you're saying? I'm just, just those two in particular. Right. Right? Uh, the intenseness of the, him in this movie? The Wolverine was 2013. Oh, also 2013. Yeah. Okay. Well... The intenseness of Hugh Jackman in this is what you wanted to see from Wolverine. Yeah. As like, this man was intense. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he did the whole thing he does where it's like neck veins and huge shoulders and biceps. All the stuff was out. Threatening this kid, beating him. No remorse, man. Right. Without remorse, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but he is a, a father who wants his daughter back, wants his yeah. friend's daughter back. Yeah. Um, and will do anything in his power to get the job done. And I just love him in this role, man. It's one of my favorite roles of, of his, man. Yeah, he does a lot of different emotional it's emotional roller coaster for him. Yeah. Uh as a character and then as an actor as well. Uh, going from the morning of having a good time with his family to basically torturing a dude. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um, Becoming an alcoholic again, right? Yeah. Like, and seeing how his his wife is basically becoming an emotional vegetable in the yeah. house to him having to be like, okay, I have to do something about this, man. Yeah. Clearly the police suck. Yeah. Um the kid who supposedly uh, took them is not giving any answers. Mm -hmm. I need to put this into my own hands. And that's where his motive is. And that's where the intensity lies. And it's just a creepy dark turn for Hugh Jackman. Yeah. But like you can see exactly what led him there. Yeah. He had to, right? Yeah. Son doesn't believe him anymore. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> yeah, just yeah. so all this, all this coupled man. He just says, "I'm going to go ahead and do what I have to do to get my daughter back." Oh yeah, he beats the wheels off this kid, man. It's disgusting. Yeah, and this whole thing is a crazy turn after turn, uh, with clues leading one way, clues leading the other way. So. The only thing he has to hold on to is this one name, this one guy. Yeah. That's all he has. That's it. He has no other directions. That's the only direction he sees, and that's the one he's going after to find his kids. Definitely. And then we have, moving forward, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal plays Detective Loki. And, you know, man, before this movie, I was not the biggest Jake Gyllenhaal fan. Um... He just didn't really do it for me. Right. 
But then I watched him in this, and I was like, oh, wow. This 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 guy. You got something going on now, huh? This kid can, <laughs> you know, I I've, I watched In the Watch, Source Code, Love and Others. Like, I watched his movies, but I was like, uh, the movie's good. He's okay in them, right? Yeah. And then I saw him in Prisoners and was like, oh. Yeah. This kid's got something. This guy is a really good actor, man. And it's because he's relentless in this movie Mm -hmm. as a detective where he wants to play by the book, but knows that you have to bend the rules a little bit. Right. 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 To get, especially with who you're dealing with. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Alex Jones, the, the main perp is mentally disabled. So you have to bend the rules, man. Mm -hmm. You have to, uh, go above and beyond the call of duty uh, to find answers and get answers and everything. And that's what he does, man. You see the intenseness like in his eyes and his, when he's like in those quiet moments yeah. as well. Yeah. Right. Where you even see like when we, we first meet him at that diner, uh, he's eating uh, yeah, at the Chinese, I think he's at a Chinese restaurant yeah. or whatever on Thanksgiving. Right. Like he's just eating by himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, so that tells the type of detective, the type of cop that he is. Yeah, um, you know, we don't get much into his hell. We all we get is Detective Loki. We don't get his first name. We don't get anything. Right. Um, we just know that he is a, a a detective, and his singular focus is this case. Yeah. And I, I, scene stealing, man. Favorite, favorite <laughs> character was uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in this movie, man. Um, yeah. He was just really interesting, and you couldn't turn away because as he was unraveling the case, mm-hmm. and it was weird because if, if you notice, it was a case on top of another case. Yeah, right? it was it was a string of shit going on. Right, yeah. and like how they're kind of interconnected. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and they stayed disconnected a good portion of the movie. Yes. Uh, it takes a long time for him to put those things together. That's why he keeps telling Kelly, you know, hey, let me do my job. This kid is not the kid. Yeah. He's not the one we're looking for. But Keller didn't believe that because he had his eyes set on one thing. Yeah. Moving forward here, we got uh, in a small role here, but still very important. We have Viola Davis as Nancy Burge. And I just love everything Viola Davis is <laughs> yeah, in. And so she good. plays the uh, mother of the other young girl who was abducted and uh, of Joy. And she, you know, is just really worried about her husband always sneaking out with Keller. Yeah. And trying to figure out, like, why. Okay, we're going through this situation. I need like, your comfort. I need you to be available for when... You know, the cops have a lead and you're gone for hours on end. Yeah. And Terrence Howard's character, uh, Franklin, clearly tells his wife. And then she goes to the, he takes her to the oh, place yeah. where Keller was beating on him. And he's like, let it ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's, she's like, we're not going to do nothing. We're, <laughs> we're not going to. It's out of our hands. We know nothing. He, but uh, let him handle that business. Yeah. Like, like she tried to do, like, the, the motherly woman thing and, like, you know, help him out a little bit. And then he tries to, like, get away. Yeah. Which is totally understandable. 100%. But after that, she's like, what did you have to do to get our daughters back? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, <laughs> I thought she was going to be more of a, 
more hands on. I thought she was going to like lose it. Yeah. But she didn't. Uh, and it may have been because she didn't have enough time to maybe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she, you, you could tell she's just like, I want this to happen because I need my daughter back. But at the same time, I know we shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. But turn the blind eye. Let's just, uh, Let's just look over here and walk walk down the hallway <laughs> and just pretend we never saw this happen. And I, and I love it, too. So we're, like, a few days after Thanksgiving, maybe, like, yeah. even a week. And then when you see, like, shots of the Birch house, like, Thanksgiving dinner was never put up. No, no yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. All the stuff is just still out. The house probably reeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's how much, like, pain and turmoil this family is oh, going yeah. through. And the other family as well. Um that's the little things about this movie that that shows that like Viola Davis is going, you know, Nancy Birch is going through some shit. Yeah, if she's not even cleaning her house, you know what I mean. And I get yeah, it. Yeah, you know, I'm not a father, but like, if you lose a child, your child gets abducted. Yeah, I totally understand. Yeah, it's not really a priority at that time. It's <laughs> not, like not, not, not worried about all that. All right, we have uh, Grace Dover, Maria Bello's character. She's the mother of uh Anna Dover who also got abducted and uh she just loses her shit man. Yeah, she acts she reacts kind of the opposite way. Yeah. Like um Grace or excuse me um Nancy, Nancy yeah. uh is involved still with things going on and doesn't have a problem stepping in and kind of trying to make sense of what's going on with grace. She just, she just goes into, in her hole. She, she, yeah. she goes into her pills. She goes into all her stuff and just like, doesn't want to think about any of it. She's an emotional wreck, man. Yeah. And the fact that she's literally every time like Keller walked into the bedroom, she was passed out from the pills, man. That was her life during this entire time. Oh yeah. Um, well, she starts blaming him too for exactly for everything going exactly. on. Exactly, you were yeah. supposed to protect us. Your yeah. job is to protect. You told me you were protecting me and our family. Yep, and understandable. You know what I mean? Very under understandable. But like, you have to have that contrast between the wives, and I'm glad that they both weren't like emotional yeah. wrecks, right? Um, you have this strong actress in Viola Davis who she can do that and play that part. And she did that very, very well. Right. And then Maria Bello, you saw that she was just the wreck, man. So I yeah. love to see that contrast in there. Yep. Uh, we also have Franklin Birch, uh, Terrence Howard. This is Nancy's husband. And uh, I mean, uh, Terrence Howard, he was the the kind of the number two to Keller and, and yeah. going through this and trying to get answers out of the, this kid. But you can tell he felt like shit the entire time. Man. Yeah. This is not the way to do it. I don't really. Yeah, this not okay. Right. And then, but like, you, you, and I wish we knew those conversations that happened in the truck on the way to the place where they were holding oh, um, yeah. Alex, but that almost makes it better because it's like, the conversation would clearly be like if that was me and you, it'd be like, "Yo, Javi, I understand. Like, we yeah. have to to do this, right? We got to get our girls back. The cops are not helping. Like, so he's like spitting all this." And the, they they do that a lot in this movie, though. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, 
cut like we get to a point and it's cut. Yeah. Um, then we move on to the next thing. It's like they let you, they, you know what's happening, but they don't need to tell you that. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> so they fit a lot into this movie for it being like two and a half hour long as mm-hmm. well. Uh, but yeah, conversations like that, just, uh, you know, we see a very small amount of what goes on in that building. The quiet and the and the letting the us as the audience kind of figure out their emotions and what they're talking about, mm-hmm. it, it speaks volumes, right? Yeah. It speaks because I'm in my head thinking, if I was in one of these men's shoes, how would I react? Right? Yeah. What would I say? What would I do, right? And, I, and I'm wondering, too, you know, Aside from the movie magic, probably a lot of that was also, you know, we got pretty high valued actors in here. Yeah. We need to plan this out so we don't have all of them in the same room at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need 12 men talking but, at one time. You know but it mean? was done good. Like um, the one that sticks out in my head a lot is when Jake Gyllenhaal gets into the, the building and discovers the the little cell that they made for, for Paul Dano's character, but you never see him. You see Jake. That's all you see. And it cuts. So it's good the way they did it, but I'm sure that was a big part of that. Intentional man. Yeah, definitely intentional there. Um, it was only a $46 million movie. Um, so definitely had great like detective and, uh, not take directing and editing Mm -hmm. skills attached to this movie here. So, we have uh, Melissa Leo, Holly Jones. Now, she is the uh, aunt or grandmother, excuse me, grandmother yeah. of Alex Jones there. And that's who his legal guardian currently is. Remember, uh, Alex is mentally disabled, so she takes care of him. She is a, a widow um, or he st- or her husband stepped out. At this point, we do not know mm-hmm. um, in, in the movie. And it's she's a very interesting character, right? She loves her, her, her grandson and doesn't really believe anything. Yeah. Right. That he has done anything wrong and that he's just mentally disabled and can't do anything. Yeah. She kind of just keeps that. That's kind of her. Right. And it's weird. Like she plays this grandmother character and I don't even you know, and she play, she's such a big role as the legal guardian, but you don't suspect anything. Nothing. That was the wild, weird turn. And I'm not going to spoil anything, but like, she's a bigger character than we th- are mm-hmm. led to believe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? That's all I'm going to say about Melissa Lee's character, man. That is fine. <laughs> and she loves her dog, too. Oh, yeah. All right. Here we got Paul Dano as Alex Jones. And for me, man, I, I think this was like, you know, he played the Riddler or whatever. Yeah. I think this was like his his audition tape to play the Riddler, man. He was creepy. Mm-hmm. He was weird. He was not anybody I would ever want to hang out with. Not because he was mentally disabled, man. Uh, you know, uh, we, we, we grew up and went to school with... Uh, a lot of kids with yeah. mental illnesses and just wasn't all there. But like he is intentionally 
lacking in so many departments and you can see in his eyes that like there's some hatred there's some something yeah. evil there right and that's what keller sees <laughs> we don't know what that evil is yeah if he's the one who abducted these girls and did anything or not but like we see something i i feel like that is what that would have been maybe is like the the way he grew up. Of course. You know, which we learn about at yes. the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, would play a part in that kind of not knowing that what he what was happening was not good, maybe. The unknown in this movie is what makes this movie great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It makes us do what we're doing right now. It trying makes to us trying to trying to give him a story. <laughs> Uh, instead of telling us one, yeah, yeah, uh, which, uh, which I w- I will say, and I'll I'll, I'll jump, but like <laughs> the rewatchability in this movie is very high, yeah, because you catch things over and over yep. again, man, that you didn't get before. But he's our main. Alex Jones is our main perk, man. He's the one who drives the van. Uh, uh, Ralph Dover, who is the their kid, uh, their son sees the the girls playing on that when they're walking them outside or whatever. And uh, that's, that's the perp. That's the one that everybody's trying to go Mm -hmm. after or whatever. And that's the one that, that uh, Dover and Birch abduct and basically beat the wheels off of to try Mm. to get answers. And he gives them nothing. So uh, once again, creepy, weird, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah motives you don't know unclear the why is very important to me right like he when he drove away when the cops were surrounding him and he tried to drive it like where where are you going in that van in that hum, hum yeah what is the hell uh rv or whatever like yeah. where the hell are you going bro? he was also drugged too wasn't he oh uh, Trying to think if that was a part of it. he was he was drugged when he was in the RV. I'm not mistaken. I do not remember remember that. See, I gotta watch this movie again. Yeah, yeah. I think he was he was uh whatever the stuff they Concoction, were. Concoction, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was part of his deal too. He was drugged as well. Wow. All Check right. That out. Check, that out. Check that out. Go watch it right now. Go watch we'll it. We'll come back. We'll come back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be back in two and a half hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then in a very small role here, we have uh, Dylan Minette as Ralph Dover, um, the oldest kid of Keller. And, you know, we we kind of get him in the beginning. And yeah. I thought he was going to have a bigger role in regards to everything. Um, but it stayed small. But it was very yeah. pivotal because I think, like, his reaction to his dad not doing anything. Yeah. And kind of being like an asshole son for a second. Understandable. It's it's your it's I your, mean, it's your kid was, sister. Your mom is not you know all there. You want to do something and you can't because you're just a kid. Yeah. Um. So you want to look at your dad and be like, dude, do something. Yeah. That's kind of the the you know what broke the straw of the camel's back for yeah. Keller to do what he did. Yeah. I mean, he was basically saying, you let you let my sister down. Now you're letting us all down. Yes. Basically, is what he threw in his face. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. Um, production of this movie, I love 
like you know, we we just did our our, our Christmas series, right? Yeah. We t- we did two movies that, um, from Shane Black, which was like Christmas in yeah. L.A., right? Right. And how it looked. This is Thanksgiving and a few days after Thanksgiving, right? That's yeah. That's an interesting time because those few days after it's Thanksgiving, a few days after Thanksgiving, like it's cold in PA. Mm-hmm. It's everything is basically none, nothing's up and running. Right, right. The town Vacation is shut down. Time. Vacation time, right? Yeah. Everybody's off of work and everything. So it's a very interesting time. Nobody's yeah. really on the roads like that. Um, they also don't like. They live in a big metropolitan yeah. city, and, and you're over a weekend most of the time. You're, you're over, over a week- yeah. Thursday, well, you're always over a weekend. Thursday yeah. to Monday is that lull, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and they make PA man look desolate, look scary, mm-hmm. um, look like a place like I just wherever the hell, whatever town that they're in. Yeah, we got. I mean, I, we see what rain, yeah. we see snow, um, a lot of weather changing going yeah. on there. Yeah, yeah. Man. and like it's a lot of gray, a lot of gray tones. <clears throat> yep, in this movie, but that shows like how sad everybody is in this, right? Even though you get a lot of like color pop during the Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. After that, every daytime scene after that was really like stark gray tones, man, and I yeah. and that showed the emotion of how you're supposed to in the movie and just like yeah, this shit is somber man this is not yeah. gonna be, this is like no good moments in this movie and it, like, <laughs> and it was just all natural like yeah uh, the weather the weather and it, it it happened you know it was like the perfect time or it was either the perfect time or they just said we're gonna work with what we got yep you know whichever way it came out beautiful yeah, and, and speaking of that, man, all that natural, that's because, you know, the cinematographer was the great legendary Roger Deakins and um, just does a fabulous job of making this movie look and feel really somber. Yeah. Right? Oh. Like, the entire time. So, the music, I'm telling you, man, uh, this this music puts you, like, in a mood. Right. Puts, I, I, there was two moods that I was in, man. Like, when you were dealing with, like, Keller, right? Mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman's character. It's a mood of just, like, straight somber sadness, right? Where yeah. it went really melancholy. Where it went really, really well with um, the visuals, mm-hmm. right? And then when you're with Loki, right, you're really inquisitive. You're really trying to figure it out, right? And that's how the music kind of moved. Yeah, he's, like, he's always thinking. Always thinking. It was yeah. eerie. It was eerie throughout yeah, yeah. both, throughout the entire movie, but, you know, those are the two moods that the music kind of brought you in. And that's the contrast between the two main characters yeah. there, man. I, I just love this movie um, and how they kind of put it together production-wise. Oh, yeah. All right, brother. Um, let's talk about a theme real quick. Right. Uh, not to spoil anything, but uh, the theme of this, man, is... And, and I, I get that, like, I don't try to do... I don't try to make sets of different like movie like different movies and the types or whatever where okay. we do these seasons. But a lot of the movies we did this year, right, is basically about like how far would you go to you know fix the issue or you know cure the problem or mm. get get your daughter back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I also love the theme of who is the actual prisoner. Think about that for mm-hmm. a second in this movie, right? Right. Uh, the uh, Miss Dover's a, a prisoner in her own bed. Yep. Keller is a prisoner to himself, where he's an alcoholic and can get back to that. Right. The two girls that got abducted, prisoners. Right. Yeah. 
Alex Jones, we come to find out. Physically a prisoner. Physically a prisoner, <laughs> right? Like, right? Right, right? Yeah. Um, uh, even what happens to Melissa Leo's uh, husband, prisoner, mm. right? Like, yeah. so like, it's a very, we just think, you know, from the top, we just think these two girls, that's what the prisoners means. Yeah. But it's like a prisoner physically, a prisoner of your mind, you know, just yeah, yeah. so many different uh, iterations of prisoner in this movie, man. Mm-hmm. And that's what this writer director was conveying and, and did be- beautifully, man. Yeah. Agree. All right, team. So that's our conversation about 2013's prisoners. JV, is there your thoughts and ratings on this, sir? Uh, we'll start this one out with a four out of five bucks popcorn. All right, all right, all right. He was not in the movie, guys. I just love that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes for me on this movie, um, with these characters and the way they push these scenes together, man, I really enjoyed it. it kept my attention. You couldn't. You couldn't look away. Yeah, it was. It was such a mystery. That even like going scene to scene, it was a. Uh, even if they closed one clue, they opened up two more. Yeah. Um, and it just <laughs> and it just kept moving on and on. And they held so much until the end of the movie, which is what you want. But a lot of times, it doesn't work. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Like you do all this random stuff, and in the movie, you're like, "Well, why? Why all that?" Uh, but this one works. I mean, it all pulled together at the end and kept me and my wife's attention for, for this whole movie. Nice. Sat there and watched the whole thing um, and really enjoyed it and were surprised by things. And even though you make it to the end of the movie, you were so held in the dark the whole time, you got to go back and watch it. Mm-hmm. And I love that. So, four out of five for me, man. How about you? Uh, we get all-star performances from this entire cast, okay. man. Hugh Jackman brings an intensity that I've never seen before. Jake Gyllenhaal, I, I like Jake Gyllenhaal. He's a top five, top ten actor of mine right now. Very good. Um, Viola Davis always brings the heat. Mm-hmm. Rhea so Bello good. held her own. Terrence Howard did his thing. Melissa Leo, just scary, creepy grandmother, man. But, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, but played a great grandmother. Played a grand, fantastic yes. grandmother, fantastic. right? And and Paul Dano, right? Who has always been a character actor before this, where he is kind of like he's in the movie but never like main. Yeah. Um. He comes and brings the heat in this mm. man, which turns him into from a character actor to like an actor who can be a leading man. Obviously, mm-hmm. he was just in the Fablemans as part of the ensemble cast, but as the the, 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 the patriarch of the family. So. Mm-hmm. Um, just fantastic, brother. The movie was intense. It was somber. Um, it kept you guessing at every moment. Uh, the cinematography was just the best. Dennis Villeneuve, I'll pronounce your name correctly one of these days. This man doesn't miss. He does not miss in his movies, man. And this was the start of the movies that he has directed here in America. Prisoners, Enemy, Sicario, Arrival. We did Arrival before. Blade Runner yeah. 2049. Dune. And he's doing, he just finished Dune. up Dune Part 2. So the man does not miss. Yeah. 
This is a movie, man. Uh, this is five buckets of popcorn for me. This is one of my favorite mystery uh, thriller movies of all time right here. And now I got to go watch it again to see if uh, Alex Jones was drugged in that scene. We'll see. All right, team. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through 2013's Prisoners. Next week, we will have a very special season finale pod, talking through all of our top movies of 2022. Let's go ahead and like, subscribe, and follow us on social media to keep up with us for season five. Like always, I am Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde D. Smith. I'm Javier Villalobos, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. J8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.